0: We're talking travel on to URFM with Beth Martin joining me, Jane Klein. We do it for our sponsor, Travel On King. Beth, you've just had a wonderful time in a, a country we hear quite a lot about, but not everybody's been to. Where have you been?
1: Yes, Jane. So I was actually in China two weeks ago, mainly focusing in Shanghai. Uh, Completely blew my expectations out of the water. It's a very futuristic world. I felt like I just jumped into a time machine, actually. Right. Um, So considering the city was all farmland up until 25 years ago, it's come a really, really long way. Is there lots of technology around when you plenty of technology, so all of their electronics are so much further ahead than we are um, as well as their buildings as well they 're just amazing.
0: What interesting architecture
1: uh, so a lot of the the sky towers you can actually catch the elevator up to the eighty eighth floor or even further and have a view of the entire city. Um, also they do have a, a river that runs through the city So you're really able to step back And look at the, the amount of architecture that's there And get a really nice view Especially at night time The whole city completely lights up
0: mm. Do they have lots of screens for advertising Rather than just signposts?
1: They do, they do So on their main shopping street uh, Nanjing Road it's, It really felt like I was in the middle of Times Square At some times um, So considering again it is such a young city It's come a really long way
0: Now, a lot of us are a little bit uncomfortable about travelling in a country where we don't speak the language. Um, How do you get around that?
1: Absolutely. So I myself was a part of a tour group. This really made things easy, as you said, with the language barrier. Uh, When you're in a country where English isn't predominantly the main language, it's a really, really good idea to to join a tour – Um, It also means that you're not um, putting your hand in your pocket to pay for anything when you get there. Uh, And we actually, our tour guide gave us a really good perspective, not only of the tourist attractions, but also what it's like to live there and be a local there as well. So that was sort of something that you wouldn't get if you were traveling yourself.
0: So you get to see a bit behind the scenes, perhaps.
1: Yes, definitely. Lots of hot tips that she gave us while we were there. Did you have much free time to explore on your own? We did. So during our free time, there's a lot of um, shopping malls that you can go to. So along Nanjing Road, the main shopping street, you can get all of your top quality brands. So your Prada, your Guess, your Gucci. But if you're not wanting to spend so much money, they do have the fake shopping malls where you can actually purchase these brands for a cheaper price. Uh, Some of it is not so much good quality, but you can pay a bit extra and make sure you're getting that leather um, and that kind of thing. So handbags, electronics, your purses, backpacks, that kind of thing. So
0: are they fake? brands as in they're imitations of the real brand but they still have the brand name on them. Yes that's right so they still
1: have the brand name Um, you still can get some good quality materials but it's not the original.
0: Right so shopping's quite an interesting thing anything you want?
1: Um, I purchased a few handbags myself. Um, Another thing I was really shocked by, the bartering in Shanghai is quite different to other parts of Asia. Whereas, as opposed to asking for 50% of the price, you start at about 10%. So they will offer you a high price, but they can get it quite low. So it was a really good value for money. So you might end up with about half price or a third of the price? Probably even 20% of the price. So that's just sort of something to... No going into it. Definitely, yes. Bartering is often a bit hard for some of us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and another thing that, um, that we did visit was the Old World Expo site from 2010. So they still have some of the pavilions standing. Uh, a particular one that we saw was the Chinese Pavilion, which they've now turned into an art museum. So there's about 1,400 artworks in this museum. Uh, The main one that stood out for me was they've actually taken a a 1,000-year-old painting, a scroll painting, and they've turned it into an animated version, and it's projected on a giant screen. It's about 120 metres long, um, and they've animated it. So the pictures, the people that they've painted in this scroll are actually moving and they're fishing and that kind of thing. It was really quite amazing to see. Really bringing it to life. Absolutely,
0: it Sounds did. Sounds fantastic. Now, any interesting ceremonies that you uh, took part in?
1: Yeah, so tea ceremonies are very popular. Uh, so if especially if you're with a tour group, they will take you into – a nice sort of Chinese temple kind of style of building uh, where you'll take part in a tea ceremony. So there are some quite sweet teas. So for those of you who aren't big tea drinkers, you will still find that you'll enjoy it. Uh, and when if you do decide to purchase some tea, they actually package it up so you can get it through customs really easy as well, which is nice.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a, a plus. They're thinking ahead for all travellers. Yes, absolutely. So Shanghai was a good experience.
1: Oh, unbelievable All of my expectations were completely thrown out of the water, Um, so much different to what I expected. So that was really good. Travel is the topic
0: on 2NURFM for our sponsor, Travel on King and Beth Martin. Uh, Shanghai, we've enjoyed that, but nearby is Macau, and that conjures up a fair bit of romance, I suppose, and history.
1: Yes, absolutely. So Macau is an island uh, just south of China, so it's only a 45-minute ferry ride from Hong Kong, which is nice and easy. Um, It does have a bit of a reputation of being the Las Vegas of Asia, uh, which it definitely lived up to. (laughs) So plenty of casinos around. Plenty of (laughs) casinos. So beautiful hotels that they have, very similar to the the Las Vegas style kind of hotel. They also have the integrated hotels, which means you can stay at a hotel and use the facilities and the casino of four different properties, which really opens up your options for things to do to fill out your day. What other
0: kinds of facilities, as well as the casinos, do they share? Yes,
1: yeah, so they'll share things like pools, they'll have activities. And one particular uh, hotel stood out for me, which was the Venetian. Uh, they actually had a gondola and a river in the middle of the hotel. And as we walked past, we um, we saw two young ladies getting serenaded by an opera singer on this gondola. So some really out there and fabulous things to see in the hotels.
0: Even a little closer than the Italian Venice. Yeah, very close. (laughs) The Macau Venice. It could become the in thing, couldn't
1: it? Definitely. They're doing a very good job. Um now something I didn't expect from Macau was the amount of culture and scenery that you have once you step outside of the city. So something a lot of people don't realise is that Macau used to be a part of the Portuguese Empire for about five hundred years. So it means you're getting this great mix of architecture, a mix between the Chinese style temples, and then you've got these beautiful pastel-coloured Portuguese buildings. Uh, they just there's so many of them and it's it's really interesting to see that combination. And they've
0: kept a lot of them, have they, as Absolutely. heritage
1: items, I suppose? Yeah, so most of the these heritage buildings are run by businesses and things now. Uh, so what the government will do is give them free rent for them to look after these heritage buildings, which means they've really been kept up quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, they also, which I was very lucky to experience, have the Macanese cuisine, which is a mixture between Chinese and Portuguese and although it sounds a bit different, it is absolutely beautiful. Is it? <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: food is such an important part of any travel experience.
1: Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> so. Now, they also have uh, throughout the year in Macau quite a few annual festivals. So if you are travelling there, try and plan your dates so that you are able to, ex- to see one of these festivals because it just makes the experience that much better. The, uh, I was there for two festivals. Uh, the first one was the Birthday of Buddha. Uh, and the second one was a festival called the Drunken Dragon Festival. So it's fun. Yeah. So there's an interesting story behind this one that came from southern China. It was actually a a man needed to fight a dragon to save his village and the only way to do that was to get the strength and courage from drinking rice wine. So the way they celebrate this now, uh, all the way from Senado Square right down to the harbour front, they will have uh, these dancers and plenty of photographers and onlookers performing this particular dance. Um, so plenty of wine, plenty of music and They were really very welcome because it's a celebration. So we were right up close, right next to the dancers, and they were more than happy for us to be there.
0: Interesting costumes they wear.
1: Yes, absolutely. So they have their traditional costume, and they also dance with uh, wooden carvings that they've turned into dragon heads, uh, very beautifully decorated, um, and they'll carry these around as they perform the dance. Oh, wonderful. So
0: it's nice when they are keeping an element of their history or of their legends going. Yes. And, uh, it makes you feel that it's valued in the community.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, it was a really nice experience to be involved in and we were more than welcome to be there. So. Excellent, excellent.
0: Now, um, a bit of theatre did you manage to see? Yes,
1: yeah, so if you find yourself in Macau, make sure you go and see the House of Dancing Water. So this is a an acrobatic water show. There's a bit of acrobats, a bit of ballet, some theatre, so it does have a nice storyline. Um, and they do throw in some motorbikes in there halfway through though, although they're a little bit relevant, it just made it that much better. Excellent.
0: Now, is it easy to get there uh, to this part of the world?
1: Yes. Yeah, so we've got direct flights into Hong Kong. Uh, it's a 45 minute ferry ride from Hong Kong, which is nice and quick. Um, and your currency, they're going to accept Hong Kong dollars. So if you find you want to go there for a day trip, you're going to be able to use the same currency or they have their local currency there as well. And can you see enough of it in a day? I would say no. Uh, personally, to be able to stay there and experience uh, the hotels and be able to step outside the city and see that culture, uh, you're going to need at least two days, if not up to a week, if you've got the time. And fit in as many festivals as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Beth
0: Martin. Thank you, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news. On to a new RFM with thanks to our sponsor, Travel on King.